On Thursday, October 19th, the Santa Barbara chapter of Jewish Voice for Peace, the Central Coast Anti-War Coalition, the Democratic Socialists of Santa Barbara, and Code Pink put on a vigil on State Street and Las Positas Street to protest what they call the genocide in Palestine. Attendees were holding Palestinian flags, wearing Palestinian kefiyas, and holding candles. Many of the attendees were also wearing masks. This event comes after Wednesday, October 18th, when according to CNN, Jewish Voice for Peace organized protests in D.C. Thousands of Jewish people and allies marched on Capitol Hill, where they carried Palestinian flags and rallied in support of Palestinian rights. To learn more about the efforts of Jewish Voice for Peace here in Santa Barbara, I spoke with organizer Rand Clark. All right, this is Zoe Hamalik with KCSB News. We're out here on State Street and Las Positas Road at a vigil put on by Jewish Voices for Peace and some other organizations. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Hello, I am Rand Clark. I've lived in Santa Barbara for almost 50 years, and I'm one of the co-organizers of the Santa Barbara chapter of Jewish Voice for Peace. Okay, and for those that don't know, can you tell us a bit about the mission for Jewish Voices for Peace? Yeah, Jewish Voice for Peace is founded in 95 or 96 and is uh, an organization for Jews and others that supports the liberation of Palestine, Palestinians, the, and we work for true justice, equality, and freedom for everybody in Israel-Palestine. All right, and why are you guys out here demonstrating today? We're out here today because of a deep concern and fear for the lives of people in Gaza. Um, to use the term genocide is probably not stretching it very much, given that thousands have already died. They have nowhere to go. Half of them are children, and we feel the necessity to tell the public and especially elected officials that people don't want to see genocide happen. Right, so some people who aren't connected to the conflict may find it difficult to pick a side because they find the conflict confusing. So what would you say to someone who's struggling to make sense of the war? Well, I, unfortunately for some people, you need to look at the history. And the history, uh, going back at least 75 years, starts when Israel forcibly removed Palestinians from their land in what the Palestinians refer to as the Nakba, or catastrophe. Uh, everything stems from that, and we've seen Israel grab more and more of Palestinian land, and most recently we've seen uh, Israeli settlers stealing Palestinian land, uh, reaping violence on uh, Palestinians, allowing them, uh, disallowing them to work their land. Uh, basically, it, it feels to me, I'll only speak for myself, that the Palestinians are the underdog. And yes, the Jews have a horrible history of oppression. I'm Jewish myself, and I'm not deaf to that at all. Um, however, uh, experiencing oppression is no excuse for becoming an oppressor, which is what we think the Israelis are now. Okay, and is there something 
another message you want to share with the audience something we haven't touched on yet? Uh, I would suggest people look behind the headlines and seek out alternative media because the American media in particular is pretty much one-sided and presenting one side only to this situation. There's an occupier called Israel, there's an occupied population called Palestinians and people need to seek out the information and hopefully make the right decision. How would you recommend people stay informed? Uh, as I say, alternative media, uh, KCSB, Democracy Now!, The Nation, uh, Dissent, all kinds of uh, magazines. Jewish Currents is a Jewish progressive magazine. Um, and just talk to people and you will find that people probably share your opinion. And here's another organizer and JWP member, Marcy Winograd, talking about the need for a ceasefire in Gaza. My name is Marcy Winograd and I am a member of Jewish Voice for Peace. Santa Barbara. I'm also an organizer with Code Pink, and I have started a Google group, the Central Coast Anti-War Coalition. Awesome. So tell me uh, what Jewish Voices for Peace is doing out here today. We are out here today to say ceasefire now in Gaza. Stop the onset of genocide. Uh, what is being done in our name, in the name of Jews, is unconscionable. What are we talking about? We're talking about a holocaust, really. We have 2.3 million people in Gaza. Half of them are children. Over a million of them are children who are the subject of relentless bombings, Israel's bombs, paid for in part by the United States. They are being denied water, food, medicine, fuel. It's been seven days at least, right? How are people surviving? I don't know, but I can't sleep at night thinking that this is happening and we are witnessing it, right? In plain sight, we are witnessing it, and our president is going on uh, television to say that he wants to give $10 billion more to Israel to commit genocide in Gaza. Uh, it's, it's sickening. So some people who aren't connected to the conflict may find it difficult to pick a side because they find this conflict really confusing. So what would you say to someone who's struggling to make sense of the war? I'd say, are you in favor of occupation? Are you in favor of imprisoning people? Are you in favor of denying them water, food, medicine? Uh, Gaza, the people of Gaza have been living in a prison, an open-air prison since 2007. Uh, how can we support that? In terms of Israel-Palestine, you know, I, I was raised in a Jewish, a Zionist household. Uh, Gold of my hair, her book was on our, our, our shelves, and uh, other Zionist authors were on shelves throughout the house and when I was a young adult my family took me to Israel and I, I have to say I felt very uncomfortable then there was something about it that that seemed uh, wrong just wrong to have a state a Jewish state where others are treated as second-class citizens it was only later that I learned that the state of Israel was built on Palestinian land that uh, 1947 1948 this is called the Nakba, the catastrophe. That's the Palestinian term that's used to describe this period of time when the state of Israel was built on stolen Palestinian land and nearly a million Palestinians were driven from their homeland and never allowed to return. People don't understand. This has been a 75-year occupation. It's got to stop. 
There is no peace. There is no security with occupation. Not in modern day times, certainly. And this is a, a modern day time. The world is waking up. You know, we see a lot of support for boycott, divestment, sanctions against Israel. We see trade unions taking positions, countries, churches. Uh, people have had enough. And so I, I, I'm very disheartened to see our own president go on television and say that we're going to give another $10 billion to commit genocide in Gaza uh, at the same time that he says he's going to deliver aid. How? Israel is bombing the only crossing that is uh, controlled by Egypt. But Egypt, can't, Egypt can't open the crossing because of the bombs. All of these trucks are sitting outside the crossing with aid that can't get through. I mean, this is... This is a, a very disturbing period in our in our life. Is there a lasting a last message you'd like to leave with our listeners? Yes, I would like to ask everybody to call our representatives, Congressman Salute Carbajal, U.S. Senators Alex Padilla, Lavonza Butler, and say you need to speak up and call for a ceasefire in Gaza immediately. You need to sign on to resolutions or introduce resolutions in Congress. You need to vote no on more money for Israeli genocide. Uh, and you need to stay, say we need uh, humanitarian corridors. We need the Rafah crossing. We need Israel to open up the crossing. Open up all of the... Israel could basically controls egress and, and ingress into Gaza. Uh, we need to demand that they allow food, water, and medicine in. What do people expect to happen? We're going to raise a generation of those who, who are only going to seek revenge. There's no military solution here. It's political. And so please... Contact your representatives and do, do what you can in terms of educating yourself. I, I strongly recommend a book, The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. Please read it. Marcy also told me about the Central Coast Anti-War Coalition, as she's also a member. Yes, the Central Coast Anti-War Coalition is anti-war, pro-peace. We're anti-imperialism. Uh, we want to decolonize the world. And we want to build a base in Santa Barbara and Goleta that is replete with military contractors. Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon. Uh, we have a congressperson, Salud Carbajal, who does their bidding in Congress, who even refuses to support auditing the Pentagon. Uh, so, yeah, we live in a beautiful place. But what is under the radar? This is a hub for weapons manufacturers. And so we have to raise our voices and we have to get organized. I started organizing with others around this war in Ukraine, calling for a ceasefire, a stop, all of this killing, and, uh, and basically, you know, to cut the military budget. Uh, so I have found some like minds because I've been petitioning and tabling at farmers markets. And so we now have a list of about 55 people who are in our Google group, Central Coast Anti-War Coalition. So it's another way of getting out the message, the anti-war message. Next, I spoke with organizer and Central Coast Anti-War Coalition member Omar Figueredo about why he feels U.S. citizens have a responsibility to speak out about the U.S. providing aid and weapons to Israel. You know, we're a um, diverse you know, group of people who have all different kinds of experiences, uh, generally in peace and anti-war. Um, that come together because he would read that. Well, today this is a vigil, um, and we're here to honor and mourn all the lives that have been lost. I'm a U.S. citizen. You know, I live in the U.S., and the U.S. has been arming and aiding Israel for decades now, at to the tune of billions and billions of dollars a year. 
and you know we have a responsibility you know because that's money that is from our government that's being used you know currently in weapons that are being used against those um, innocent civilians mostly right because they're all trapped they're all trapped in Gaza um, I feel it's my responsibility to speak out um, against that and speak out to my own government and to my own elected representatives and tell them that I do not condone this and that we need a ceasefire and we need to end the occupation of Palestine. We need to have Israel lift the siege in Gaza. Right, and a lot of American news outlets aren't characterizing this as a genocide. Why do you guys choose to do so? Because it's, it's very clear, you know. It's very clear that that's what's going on right now. You've got this uh, captive population in the Gaza Strip who Israel has blockaded, you know, uh, for the past um, almost 20 years. Um, and really, you know, the Gaza Strip didn't exist before the 50s. You know, that's basically what Israel has done is penned them all up into this, um, what uh, has been recognized by many world leaders as an open-air prison. Um, and so it's very clear that and right now with Israel... You know, last week, um, telling the people living in the northern part of Gaza to flee and go south, you know, that's ethnic cleansing. They're making people leave, many of whom are already refugees from the longer um, history of the conflict, you know. Um, so, yeah, we think this is, you know, the definition of, of genocide. And I take my cue from, you know, Jewish leaders uh, from Israel and from around the world, especially Jewish leaders who have history of, you know, their parents being, um, having uh, been locked up in concentration camps, you know, with the Nazi regime. And they're the ones who teach us and tell us this is what genocide looks like. So we take our cues from them. And is there a final message you want to share with our listeners? Uh, just that, you know, People need to take responsibility, you know. This seems like it's happening in a really far away place. And, you know, maybe you don't have any Palestinian friends. But, you know, as a resident, as a citizen of the U.S., this is your money that's being used to support, you know, this, this genocide. As the vigil went on, a smaller counter-demonstration formed across the road, wielding Israeli flags. I spoke to one of the people there to learn more about why he was counter-demonstrating. Yeah. Alright, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Eyal Nachmias. Alright, and why are you out here counter-demonstrating today? Because I think people need to know the difference between Hamas and what they've done. And the Palestinian problem is a different issue. You know, uh, our pain and our misery right now is with the Hamas. When you have supposedly freedom fighters that are coming and killing, butchering, massacring indiscriminately um, civilian population, Holocaust survivors, 90 years old people, elderly people, children. children? No, you don't do those things. That's not freedom fighter. Um, so, people need to know the difference. 
Right. I, I, so the organization that put this on, Jewish Voices for Peace, yeah. they say it's a vigil. So this why are you um, bringing up Hamas? What I hear from that side is not, is not, is not Jewish. This is not Jewish. Jewish people would not put something like this. No, not at all. If I'm wrong, I might be wrong, but I would not accept something like this. Okay. And, and we have to show what's going on here, on our side. All right. And any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? Yeah. I think the final thought is that, again, you have to separate between Hamas and between the civilian population of the Palestinians. Me, like any other Israelis and most Israelis, we want peace with the Palestinians. We care about them. We want to have, you know, life that we both can prosper. But we will not tolerate massacres by their terrorist organization. So once Hamas is eradicated, I have no bones with the Palestinians. Jewish Voice for Peace will be gathering at the office of Congressman Salud Karbahal this Tuesday, October 24th, to call on him to support the ceasefire now resolution and call on Israel to immediately halt its bombing of Gaza, among other demands. With KCSB News, I'm Zoha Malik.